day 306 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. And we, we come certainly to a high point in that drama as we find ourselves in the shadow uh, of the cross. Uh, Jesus has been arrested in the garden, uh, betrayed with a kiss. He's been denied you know, by Peter, who has uh, wept bitterly. And, of course, we, we inch ever, ever closer to, uh, uh, to the cross. So we come to Matthew chapter 27. Uh, today, before we read, as always, we, we pause. Uh, we're in awe of who Jesus is. We're in awe of the grace by which he, he gave himself. And he drank a cup. It was everything but a cup that he, he, he wanted to drink. Uh, but he drank it, you know, according to the writer of Hebrews, for the joy set before him. Uh, he endured the cross. He scorned its shame and sat down at the right hand of the Father. So we come to... Um, we come to uh, his trial before the you know, chief priest and the elder as they lead him into Pilate to finally be judged and taken to uh, taken to the cross. So before we begin, Cindy, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we approach your word um, realizing these are heavy words for us to read and to allow to soak in. But Father, we are reminded that this is where both tragedy and, and joy collides, where your plan is moving forward, your kingdom is advancing, and your will is being done. So, Father, may we see these words, may they um, fall deep on us, and may we deeply appreciate all that Christ has done on our behalf. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 27. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans uh, how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, handed him over to Pilate, uh, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I've sinned, he said, for I betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the coins and said, It's against the law to put this money in the treasury since it's blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy a potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is, one is called to this day the field of blood. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy a potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you a king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, uh, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when they got crowded, gathered, Pilate asked him, which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus, Barabbas, or Jesus who's called Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that he handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message, don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I've suffered a great deal today and a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted aloud, Crucify him. 
The pilot saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting. He took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I'm innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldier took Jesus into the praetorium, and they gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his hand. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, king of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him away to be crucified. Uh, an incredible, uh, incredible scene, a deeply moving scene, deeply horrifying in a scene. Uh, you know, so interesting when a pilot you know washes his hands and says, "I'm innocent of this man's blood." Uh, the people cry out, "May his blood be on us and, mm-hmm. and, and on our children." And, and of course, you know that has a, a double meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that blood that was offered had just been, you know. Uh, given you know in a, in a cup to the disciples or symbolically given in a cup to the disciples where he said this is my blood for you for the forgiveness of your sin and, and of course the, the the blood of of the cross uh, was available to them either as their condemnation or as their righteousness if only they would receive the one mm-hmm. you know for whom they're crucifying uh, very interesting wordplay that matthew picks up on you know both uh, both uh, uh, Jesus and, and Barabbas uh, had yeah. the, the same given name, Yeshua, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or Joshua, mm-hmm. and in our language, or Jesus, you know, in a little bit more Greek language, you know, that we have in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, the word Barabbas means son of the Father, uh, and uh, you have one son of the Father given for Messiah, the Anointed One, mm-hmm. on that. And and so the images are, you know, the images are very rich you know in the trade that's made but even uh, even barabbas's name speaks of the moment that uh, the father uh, is giving his own son and even in that exchange you know we we see barabbas a man who's so obviously guilty he he gets released and then jesus so obviously not guilty mm-hmm. is is then shouted to be crucified and yeah. so in Brabus is, is me Brabus is us yeah. so obviously guilty yes and yet he gets this this i guess kind of a grace in his life because of christ or you know it, it just so, so often i don't know what to do with Brabus, you know in, yeah. in the story and so no, well, there, there's pictures. no doubt to you you really you know the, he was uh, uh, he was released from condemnation Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the death of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, he's a picture of what has happened with us, of uh, the one who is truly guilty, uh, given, uh, you know, given righteousness from the one who is truly innocent. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one who should have died, uh, and we often say that, he, he lived the life we could never live and died the death that we should have died, uh, so that through him we might have the life that comes from you know, his resurrection and, and the power of his presence. I think it's quite sad when we look at you know the life of Judas and his betrayal, and then his, I guess, being filled with remorse as he sees Jesus condemned and realizes that you know Jesus was always innocent, but you know continues to 
fall short. There's only remorse. Um, and that, you know, there's only the fact that he's acknowledging that he he was innocent. I'm not sure that he's gone as far to even say he was the Messiah. But no. it's so sad, too, that as he tries to return the money that he is told that it's his responsibility to deal with. And then, of course, you see the duplicity of the teachers of the law. Well, we can't put this in the treasury. It's, yeah. you know, it's blood money. Who, yeah. who made it blood money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, know, why, you know, why was it blood money? Now, in, uh, you know, in Judas, you do see the great you know, tragedy, you know, that it is a, a woe that Jesus said must come, and it is deeply sad for this man. And, and of course, his end is, is one that is you know, deeply sad when he realizes you know, the innocence of the man. And, and of course, Judas falls into the same category that so many of us, you know, fall into. He was disappointed uh, in the kind of Messiah that Jesus was. He, he's not, and an earlier Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, to what can I compare this, you know, you know, generation. You play, you play the dirge and I do not mourn. You play the flute and I do not dance. I'm not everything you wanted to me be to be exactly how you wanted me, but I am everything that, you need me to be and everything God has prepared me to be and the fullness of God's grace to you. And it is, you know, as you've said, Cindy, it, it is tragic that uh, although Judas is filled with remorse, mm-hmm. he's not filled with repentance. And Paul will later say us, there's a worldly sorrow uh, you know, that does not lead us to repentance. And, and, mm-hmm. and of course, he, he stops deadly short of that and he stops you know in deep despair mm-hmm. and it is it is tragic it is sad to look look on and yeah. it's also tragic to think that many of our friends need to see you know not a messiah of their own making but the messiah that god has provided for them mm-hmm. uh, not not an idol that you know they can fashion in their hands but true god who has given himself you know completely for them mm-hmm. and he does I and mean, we see the you know, after he's dismissed and he's been flogged, the the soldiers begin to mock Jesus for the actual thing <laughs> he is. He is the king, and they put the you know the the scarlet robe on him and, and twist the crown of thorns and begin asking him, you know, which one hit you? And I mean, mm, that's ugly. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to even read and recount almost. Mm-hmm. It would be hard to, you know, find yourself in the hands of a more, you know, lethal, uh, you know, mean-spirited group of people than the Roman executioners. And uh, there was a lot of bitterness, you know, between, uh, you know, the, uh, the Roman soldiers that were assigned to Judea and the people of Judea. It was a notoriously difficult place uh, because of all the... Uh, the righteousness and all the scorn, you know, they felt from this particular group of people. And so they're taking it all out on Jesus. And it is interesting, you know, that uh, Isaiah say the wounds that fell on him, you know, were, were for us. And you see that, you know, taking place in, in this picture. So it's a tragic moment, you know, leading up to the cross. You have the uh, remorse that doesn't lead to repentance. You have the mocking uh, you know mm-hmm. that uh, you know leads to shame, and the same thing will be true for these soldiers. It was true for you know the elders and the teachers of the law. Uh, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of God, coming in clouds. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, those who have betrayed Him will will see Him, mm-hmm. and, and and will mourn. Father, we thank you for this week and in Your Word, and we thank you for uh, just the slow pace that Jesus takes toward the cross and toward. Uh, giving his life for us. 
We thank you that you made him, as Paul said, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that in him we might know the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, Father, may we, uh, may we rejoice and make much of uh, what you have made for us in Jesus. Amen. Amen.